welcome to the show. I'm Nadia Giordana, producer of the program. Our guest today is an exciting, entrepreneurial, enterprising young lady who founded Sonia's Hope for Children. Let's go meet her as I turn the program over to our host, Jamela Pettiford. Thank you for joining us again. It's a woman's world. We look forward to meeting you every single time and going through this journey of introducing new and powerful, impactful women to you. And of course, I don't do that alone. I want to welcome Nadia Giordana. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and I'm definitely deeply interested in Sonia's projects. Yes, as I. Uh, Barbara, uh, Beverly Crosby, how are you? <laughs> Hi, uh, I am doing very well. In fact, uh, Barbara is my second name ever since I've been 18 people call me Barbara even yes. when I've been introduced Beverly I must look like Barbara okay you know what Barbara comes to mind and you know what but you are Beverly I and so thank you yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course I am Jamila Pettiford I am uh, glad to be here um, and I'm glad to to be a part of introducing such an impactful young woman who has really uh, taken this charge of providing hope to our children. Sonia, welcome to our It's a Woman's World. And I, I, I want to just start off by asking you, um, hope for the children. How did you get influenced and get started with such a beautiful organization? Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for yeah. having me on. And Sonia's Hope for Children is something that I always wanted to start ever since I was seven years old. Uh, I started mm. my first charity project at around seven and a half. Unfortunately, I saw a YouTube video about children suffering due to war. And that was really my call of action to get out there and engage in volunteerism. And from a young age, my parents and those around me have always discussed about how important it is and how it's our moral obligation to help those who are around us who are needy. And so with that call to action, I decided I wanted to engage in volunteer work. So throughout that time, I ran drives, projects, fundraisers, until I was able to finally open my 501c3, and that is Sonia's Hope for Children. So I am super grateful to be where I am with my nonprofit. Mm, that is awesome. That Thank is awesome. You. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when I looked through all the great things that you had done, I was truly um, excited to know that we have young people that are driving in in this way and that are leading in this way in spite of what we see many times portrayed for young people um, at your age group. And so I'm excited to know that this work is being done and, and you are inspiring others. Do you have other folks that are, that are working with you? Uh, yes, we have a Sonia's Hope for Children team, um, and that includes Andrea, Sarah, and Olivia, and they help out with different projects, so they've been great. And we also have our own sewing team. Sonia's Hope for Children runs this project every year where we take 500 bags and fill them with school supplies, toys, and books to deliver to homeless shelters. 
And these bags are sewn made by scrap fabrics that are often thrown away. So we definitely have lots of sewing volunteers and we have this team that continuously sews these bags for us along with the Sonia's Hope for Children general team. So they have been great and they've been pitching in. And a lot of local community members have been really supportive with my projects by attending events or by um, donating money. And so it's just been great how the community has been able to get together to support our projects as Sonia Soap for Children. And, and Sonia, that team that you're talking about, they are also young people too, am I correct? Yes, they are my age. The sewing volunteers are some senior citizens who have been helping us make these bags, but also our team helps to make these bags. So we have a large variety of different people helping us with our cause. Okay, and my question to you, Sonia, is so many uh, small businesses uh, start out in the basement, in a garage, and think not knowing it was going to grow so large. Um, let's take you back. How did you actually start out? Did thinking it was going to be something smaller? And where do you bring all the people together now? Yeah, so um, I wouldn't associate myself as a business, more of a like nonprofit that's helping out with the community. We do not take any of our profits. All of it goes back to the community. So that's one thing that we pride ourselves about. Um, but our, my first project was actually with these bookmarks. So I made 500 bookmarks. They were not that great, if I'm being honest, but the community liked them because they, um, I was young and I was cute. So they all wanted to help me help my cause. And that went to the crisis nursery and cap agency. And I raised about $500, I think. So that was my first project. And since there, then I've kind of collected the ability to, um, ask for donations and go around my community and requesting people to pitch in. And then I started engaging in speaking engagements. So I went to schools, I went to churches, I went to different events, and I started talking about my cause even before I had the nonprofit. So by the time it came to having a nonprofit, everything was laid down. It was just the matter of fact of getting the nonprofit name and the criteria of being a nonprofit. So it was a long journey, but we definitely got to where we need to be. And we're still expanding and we're still growing. So we're seeing how things come about. Well, in addition to that, um, your parents probably lost their garage space for the cars <laughs> because you bringing in, you know, uh, materials and products and people and donations. So do you have like a warehouse at this point or... Uh, no, everything is still in our garage, still in our basement. Um, yes, from even when I was, I didn't even have the nonprofit, uh, as I said before, with our bag project where we fill these bags and donate them. There are so many school supplies, so many books, so many various items for the bags that need to be stored somewhere. So our garage, uh, there's like designated space to hold everything, which is great. Uh, we had to learn to get organized there, but um, it's worked out so far. But yeah, Yes, currently there is no Sonia's Hope for Children location, just all locally present here in our house. But then when we have events, we often get a space like we used um, a church nearby to have our bag packing event where people put in the school supplies into the bags. So not everything is at our house, but yes. <laughs> do, uh, do your schoolmates and uh, uh, friends 
uh, get involved once in a while, say come in for a Saturday and move boxes around and load trucks or places? Do you do you get your schoolmates doing that or do you get other kinds of volunteers that help you with that? Yes, like I said before, we have a large variety of different people that come out. We're very um, relevant on social media. We've been we post on our Instagram, our Facebook, our LinkedIn, um, sometimes Twitter. So we try to get the word out to whoever wants to volunteer. Um, I think having or insisting on an obligation of volunteering um, by trying to get my peers to volunteer is kind of unnecessary. I um, look forward to people that want to be there who want to volunteer. Of course, there are some other factors like needing volunteer hours or people that um, just need the time to um, come out here and participate. And so we're grateful for those people as well, but our main goal is to get people excited to volunteer about our projects and excited about our cause and people who want to participate. What are the main social media uh, uh, outlets for you? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Um, yes, and sometimes LinkedIn, we use those. Yeah, yeah, we did say that, yeah. Well, you know, I, I noticed that you do book drives. I absolutely adore that because there's so many children that do not own books in their home. And so can you talk a little bit about the book drives that you have done and how you get people to participate and be a part of those, you know, events? Yeah, our book drives are some of our most important events. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, focus on education a lot with Sonia's Hope for Children because we believe a lot of basic necessities can come out of having a good education and a good foundation of learning. And I think books really help with that. Um, so we do two types of book drives. One are for our bags that get delivered and then some get delivered to Books for Africa. So they're sent to Africa as well. Um, and it's always been my dream to open a library in Pakistan. So that is a future goal for Sonia's Hub for Children. We're still laying out the premises for that one, but we've been working towards that. But we've had lots of book drives throughout the year. I remember, I think one of our biggest ones where the books were going to Africa. I think we raised around 10,000 books and I was at the middle school at the time. So I was a part of the middle school student council um, at Prior Lake. And so I was able to collaborate with the student council members and to, I kind of just like went on the speaker at the school and I told everyone, hey, we have an area for people to drop off books if you're interested in. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of even teachers who had spare books in their classrooms or just like students that brought in books, or I knew some people that just came to the middle school just to drop off books, which was great. So we ended up with a surplus of books that we were able to donate, so. Wonderful, wonderful. And people, are people um, looking and, and continuously working with you? So certain events, certain families you know, or certain groups of people come back and they kind of follow your events and they're a part of certain events that you have going on. Yes, there's always a few recognizable faces, which is always so great. We tend to show our appreciation to them at our um, bag packing events. We tend to give out little mini awards just for fun to um, celebrate those who have been 
really helpful to our cause. So that's been great. And also just people follow us on social media. I think they just find it kind of fun to follow us around since it's a very local community that's getting together to support. Although we do have a few global initiatives, it's just that our we're located here in Prior Lake. So a lot of people from Prior Lake or nearby just come in to pitch in. It's kind of hard when you're away from all of it, but we, we are very grateful for the people that are able to continuously participate. Nice. And I saw the awards that you were given. That's such a nice gesture because people love to be able to give, but then to be recognized within it. Powerful. Yes, I think it's great. I think it inspires people and motivates people to continue. And I just think it's uh, just nice yes. to recognize those who are helpful. It's just good to be grateful. It is. And speaking wow. of honors and awards and recognizing people, you have uh, garnished several awards over the last couple of years. Can you share a couple of your favorite uh, awards that you've received? Yeah, I think I talked about this earlier, but I was able to speak there as well. I got the AFP award. It was really um, inspiring to me. And I have a few uh, presidential volunteering awards uh, from the volunteer hours that I've been engaged in. So I've collected a few of those throughout the years, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Okay, I don't wanna get ahead of the program, but I'm so interested in knowing where you are now in your career, what are your goals for the future? Yeah, so with Sinus Help for Children specifically, um, I've always wanted to continue the Christmas backpacking event that we do during the holiday season. So that is what we wish to continue. We hope to expand this because right now it's mostly here in Minnesota, kind of the Twin Cities area, we hope to expand maybe further in Minnesota, but also like further within the states or even within countries. Um, and to continue that cause of using like recycled material, I think that is very important. We get our fabrics from furniture stores um, because they have these sample fabrics. I don't know if you've seen them, but the sample fabrics that show you like what the couches or various items look like. So we take those in and we make those into bags. So just collaborating with more furniture stores to get those scrap fabrics is very important to me. But also, like I said before, it's been my dream to open a library in Pakistan. So that is something that we are researching and hopefully in the near future or maybe in the future in general, uh, we are able to start that. Well, you may need a bigger garage for all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you talk to the how important it is for our young people to volunteer, to build character in uh, an age where they're being taught, a lot of our young people are being taught, just do for yourself, look out for you. You don't have to help anyone else. Can you talk to the importance of really making volunteerism um, a part of the development of your young child or your children in your home or community? I think um, focusing on yourself is very important. And I think that's necessity for those who are growing up and learning themselves, learning about themselves, I should say. But I do think that volunteerism also plays in with that role in discovering who you are. And I think making that really relevant in um, children's lives is important to how they will act in the future. Um, I think just um, familiarizing them with um, the extent of what's going on in the world, just with like social justice issues or just 
those who are less fortunate than them at the time, I think it's good to recognize that even if they aren't engaging in volunteerism work, but I think that volunteerism and philanthropy should come from a place of want and desire to give back to the community. And I think that should come in within their own self-reflection rather than trying to imply it onto um, those of our generation. And I think that is most, that's the most important because then they will continue with that later on in their future rather than mm. resenting the idea of giving back to the community. But I think right now as um, young people and just um, people who are growing up and experiencing the world just to experience all types of people, not just those who they are familiar with. Nice, well said. I think I'd like to ask you a question I would ask uh, uh, an average adult entrepreneur. Uh, how do you juggle school, home, business projects, uh, finding some Sanya time, or just still being a little girl once in a while when you feel like it? How do you juggle all those things without getting so focused and so serious? Because when anytime you're working on a project that you really love, it can become such a large part of you that it takes up an awful lot of time. Yeah, I've been lucky that I've been doing this for a while and I've had the support of my parents as well. But uh, from now on, basically all the groundwork has been laid for all our drives and projects. I don't want to say they're repetitive, but uh, we basically run the same basis with all our fundraiser, with all, uh, with all our drives and with all our projects. We do have a few call to actions, like um, when COVID hit, more people needed food, or when uh, I remember when the uh, George Floyd protests were happening, a lot of diapers and canned goods were needed. So we do... Um, engage in projects that are um, out there based on like the need of the community at the time. So those are different than the ones that are scheduled, but because we have this groundwork laid of how we run our drives and our projects, it's been kind of easier to go about it. But also I've just been used to separating my nonprofit work and my volunteer work with my life and with my school. So it's just been mm -hmm. kind of a process to situate myself within that. Wow. And Sonia, some of the projects that are still on the drawing board that you might be planning for the future, are there some things that are, are not put into motion yet, but are still on the drawing board that you'd like to be able to do? Yeah, like I said, um, I wanted to open a library in Pakistan and uh, get books out there just for um, educational purposes, because uh, a lot of the areas there are isolated and a lot of access to education there is limited. And I think books can really be that leading factor of getting education out there. Yeah, books are books are fantastic. And uh... what do you like to do for fun? Yes, um, I love writing. Um, I like to engage in writing. I just love creative writing and just writing in general. If you give me an essay, I will write it. Um, but I also have been engaged in poetry, different types of creative writing. So that's what I've been interested in. Um, I also like reading along with that. I think reading and writing go hand in hand. But I don't know if you can see it here, but this is my piano. Um, so I do play the piano and I teach the piano to some students. So that is what I engage in. 
Lovely. Now, do you add any performing arts into your organization? Do you do any forms of performing arts with the youth and the young people? That's a good question, actually. Um, there was this one time that we had this karaoke event or just like a singing event, I guess. And we had a few people who just enjoyed singing and they were able to help us fundraise these um, canned food items for us. Um, we had this at this location that unfortunately I think closed down, but it was like a little restaurant and it was just fun to see people um, come in and were able to listen to the music. And we were hoping to do that in the future. We just got to figure out the points there, but it's just mm -hmm. a matter of fact of getting a location and different people who are willing to engage in it. So it's always kind of fun. We always try to add little fun events with our projects. Like sometimes we go bowling mm -hmm. or sometimes we just do little fun activities. So it's just depending on the time and what kind of um, drive we're running. Awesome. And those things keep people engaged as well. I mean, a lot <laughs> of times- Got to make it fun. And a lot of times the young people are looking for things to do and mm -hmm. do in a group too. So that's, that also, it kind of like, it's a two for one, which is really cool because our kids are like, oh, I get to hang out. Plus I get to be a part of something and performing arts. It really brings out the best in our children. Sometimes you get to hear and know things about them. That they might not share, you know, with their parents, but they'll share in a group uh, of young people who are givers, who are wanting to change the world. And yet, feel kind of quirky or, you know, like an oddball out, you know? Yes. So. You also uh, wrote a book that uh, took a couple of years to get uh, published. Tell us a little bit about that book that was just recently published. Yeah, so it's just about to be published just in a, maybe a week or two, but I was able to publish the book that I wrote in elementary school or yeah, elementary school to like beginning of middle school. So I was able to publish that. Um, uh, it's not necessarily my best work, but as a child, you kind of just have these aspirations of writing and creative writing. So I think I was able to bring that vision I had as a child to life. And I'm grateful for that, but hopefully more creative writing in the future. What kind of advice would you give another young lady or young man who has a, a dream, a plan, uh, something to help. Uh, it's always wonderful when they're doing something to help our, their community and the world around them. What kind of advice would you give? Um, I think finding your main niche point or just like interests that you're interested in um, in order to help the community around you is so important and just focusing in on that and then you can expand and expand your outreach a little bit more once you get the hang of it. I think that's very important. And education wise, I don't think you really need to be like you're in you're in high school, you don't need a college, you have to wait till you have a college education to start some projects like that. I I think with just a little bit of uh, enthusiasm and an entrepreneurial spirit and help and support from family and friends, uh, kids can do some pretty wonderful things. 
-hmm. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people are like, uh, I've seen it on social media and around starting their own little companies, which I think is great. Um, I think this is a little different though. I think that um, instead of focusing on like the business aspect of it, although I think that's important for managing everything, but um, focusing in, on a more of a like moral standpoint is incredibly important to me. And I think that's where my projects land um, is just the determination to help those around us and trying to create our society and make it a little bit more pleasing for those who are unfortunately at the underside of it. Um, I think that's important. And I think that's the determination I had as a child to engage in. And I think that's a little separate than having like the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, but I think both are incredibly important and both create social skills necessary needed in the future. So it's not too um, early to start anything. I think they can only benefit. Did you tell us you had brothers and sisters? I don't recall. That. No, I'm an only child, unfortunately. So it's just me. All <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. the support. You know? Yes. So, you know, pros and cons, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're wow. a delight. You are a delight. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having yes. me. Yes. Yes. Seriously. Very nice. Well, you know, I see a remarkable young leader. Thank you. Um, who definitely, you know, you're building up um, our community while uh, building yourself. Um, it's very evident the impact uh, that you're already making. And so I know that I can forecast for the next 15 years, 20 years, what you will do and how many lives you will impact and touch. So I want to thank you today. I really do for all of the ways that you continuously give of yourself. And um, it was refreshing to hear you say those who, um, yes, those who want to be a part should be a part. And the decision has to be made through them. And once they desire to be a part, they will continuously keep coming. And so those who want to be a part will find you and find your organization and will do just that. And so I want to thank you for being on It's a Woman's World today. We are going to continue to, to watch you grow over the years. And we have high expectations of you because we know we as women, when we put our minds to it, there's nothing that we cannot do and there's nothing that we will not do. Watch us work, right? And so I want to thank you all for being with us again on It's a Woman's World. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at our next episode as we continue to bring you impactful young women, middle-aged and elderly women who are continuously yes, changing. My mom usually um, is on with us. And so um, I, I grew up much like you, um, Sonia, in, in the sense that my mom had me doing things in community, on television, on stage, singing you know, but it was always performing arts level. Um, and it was always in, in a way of giving back as well, you know, being a blessing. We'd go to nursing homes, we'd go to um, children's homes and we'd 
you know, uh, perform and do songs and have do sing alongs with them to really encourage them. And so my mom has a benchmark to stick with. (laughs) Learn a lot. lot. We give our our love to your mom for sure. Thank you. Um, Please tell her that inside. Yes, please, please. It's, it's, it's beautiful to grow up to see your parents um, now when, you know, once you become grown and see how they will be when you're out of the house. And then when you come into, you know, having your own children and having your own life and you're in your forties and you get to see them really living their, their life. And then you start to see that you're taking on their position now. It's such an interesting. <laughs> I'm let you all go now. Yes. Well, Sonia, it was nice to meet you. Okay. Yes, thank you for having me on. It was good to have this conversation. Yes, it was. Thank you. Um, so I look forward to it. Thank you. Bye now. Okay.